I'm trying too hard. Yellow. There we go. Excellent. It looks like it's recording now. All right. How do you do? What are you using to record? Uh, it's an <clears throat> excuse me, an app called Paizo. Um, is it like a Mac thing? Yeah, always a Mac <laughs> thing. <laughs> Fair enough. I've got other friends in cults too, so that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> the Nazarenes and. <laughs> I'm trying too hard. It's kind of awkward Like an old male waitress Or an invalid stalker Or the time in 10th grade You out in my things I've been thinking about lately, especially for Lent, was, you know, how much time I spend making fun of other people and things, and, uh... Yeah, I saw saw that post. And even kind of self-deprecating stuff, and I was afraid that... Did you ever watch Friends? A a little. Well, we used to watch it, like, every Thursday night over at uh, the Hawks. Yeah, uh, I think we watched the finale of it. Yeah, but, uh, you know... Monica used to have a boyfriend they called Fun Bobby. And I don't remember the whole plot of the show, but one of the plot devices was they were going to bring Fun Bobby back and have a good time. And it, it turned out like he was uh, sober. And the, all, <laughs> all, all the funny that gave him that name, Fun Bobby, was because he was drunk all the time. And so, you know, he was just kind of sitting around like, hey, guys, you know. And he, he wasn't Fun Bobby anymore. And I was afraid, uh-oh, if I stop, you know making fun of everything, including myself, I'm going to turn into the lame fun Bobby, but uh, <laughs> I'm still, yeah, so I'm, a little entry into the way my mind works. Um, I so, like, yeah, I actually worried about you. Like I thought, I, well, I saw that, the remark about wanting to be serious and, and it made sense. I mean, I, I tend yeah. to, to skew towards what sarcasm and, and whatever. And, um, and, and so I thought, you know, good for you. Um, I don't know that I that I'm strong enough to go that route yet, uh, but this is going to hurt the podcast. Yeah, exactly. Oh, <laughs> uh, heavens! But so, t- really, what I'm hearing from you then is your idea is to take full advantage of of my willingness to sin. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> Just throw softballs up. Like, kind of makes well, me. What do you think of the Nazarenes? <laughs> That makes me the the straight guy in a uh, straight there man in, in a comedy duo. Although I think that probably means something different today than it did back. For Methodists, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> than it did back when uh, Laurel and Hardy were a, a duo. But um, man, I went out tonight, uh, and, and you're going to hear the full effect of this in my brand new mic. Uh, we hear that? Yeah, I saw you got some sort of chips. Oh, you saw that on Facebook, huh? Yeah. Chicken yeah. and waffles lays. Man. Delightful. So, it's kind of like got this fried chicken slash maple syrup taste to it. Wow. 
So uh, I'm I'm fasting for Lent. <laughs> the whole the whole forty days. I eat on Mondays because it's my Sabbath. Oh yeah. Uh, what what are you fasting from in particular? Uh, food. You're fasting six days a week. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I like I, I'll drink uh, milk and juice so that I don't faint. Uh, that silence you hear is awe. <laughs> it's, it's the third time I've done it. <laughs> are you serious? Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. I love food and I hate fasting. I'm just going to be honest with you. Um, and now I realize since I've told you I've lost any credit I will get for this. Yes. When it happens. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You've so, received your reward. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm just an idiot is what it boils down to. Um, but it, it, we all have our parts. My prayer life so much. It's, it's crazy. I'm, yeah, I make, yeah. I make fun, but I'm really jealous of that. Um, I mean, I know we haven't seen each other in f- several years, but, uh, you know, I still uh, maintain the appearance of someone who enjoys food. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, fasting, golly, that has always been so difficult for me. I, I'm I'm very proud of you. My wife will do it sometimes. I'm like, really? I got a love-hate relationship with fasting. I really do. Um, yeah. Because I, I really love food. And... Uh, but I'll tell you what, nothing tastes so good as, as Monday morning eating breakfast. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, I can't imagine. And, and here I am acting like Satan by saying, oh, <laughs> check out my chicken and waffles lays. You know, to be honest with you, you get there's a wall you break through about mm-hmm. third or fourth day. And there's food everywhere. So you just, you just deal with it. It's not oh, that yeah. big a deal. What a, I mean, do you have the same thing every Monday morning for breakfast? Um, usually it's eggs of some sort. I'm not a breakfast eater, so oh. I, I'm not very creative. It's just eggs and something. Just food, whatever I can find. Is something the, the brand of bacon in uh, Michigan? Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, too, I can eat whatever I want. My stomach handles whatever. Like I read the whole Richard Foster thing, and he says you yeah. got to go back into it with vegetables and whatnot, but no. No, Andy's stomach can... Rice. I uh, I tried to um, an extended fast uh, when I was in college one summer when I was like a youth intern at a church and uh, okay. I'd I'd read a book uh, on fasting by a um, a, a local uh, Baptist pastor, well known Southern Baptist church, because First Baptist Springdale now Cross Church is a pretty big uh, enterprise, and um, so I read this this book. And I was like, man, I'm going to fast. I'm going to be holy. And, uh, you know, first day, 24 hours was just miserable. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and as often the case, when I'm miserable, I was just a jerk and, and, uh, cranky. And, uh, so I got another 12 hours roughly, uh, into it. And a friend of mine called and said, Hey, we're, we're going out to La Huerta, which was a local me- Mexican place that, uh, that we, we always called La Hurtia. Nice, um, yeah. Because it, because it would hurt you at some point. I was like, "Yes, I'm starving. Let's let's do this." And so I went and I right ate off a, a fast. Yeah, thirty <laughs> only of only thirty six hours. But I went and I ate a chimichanga and uh, uh, had a margarita. And uh, we w- we all went back to this gal's place to watch a movie or something. And we got there and I was like, "Man, I don't feel good." And she was like, "Well, <laughs> go up to my bathroom upstairs. Don't." <laughs> 
be down here where everyone else is because she had a different thought about what was going to happen. But I, I, I mean, I, uh, dumb and I, dumber style. I read on the toilet. No, no, the, it, uh, <laughs> you know, I regurgitated it. Oh, nice. Oh, okay. I'll, uh, I'll make sure we don't get the explicit tag in iTunes. Uh, <laughs> by saying I barfed, uh, right. but it was just all that grease and everything in from that chimichanga. It was just, it was <laughs> awful. So <laughs> yeah, that wasn't, yeah. My one yeah, that, fasting experience. See this. Okay. So 36 hours in you're hitting like some of the toughest time. Yeah. Um, it, it kills me. Like my head throbs. I, I feel lightheaded. I feel like I can't see. I smell everything around me, and my stomach's killing me. Wow. You break through that wall, though, and it's it's kind of surreal almost. Are you are you much of a coffee drinker? Yeah. Do you, every every do day. You, okay, but so you, you don't you don't. Oh, so you swear it off during your fast then too? Yeah, yeah. Man. Yeah. But basically, know. like the second and third day is just gonna suck. So you might as well just you know suck it up surely and move forward. I guess. I don't know why they haven't beatified you yet. <laughs> Me neither, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I I, it, I just need it. I honestly need it. Like I So when I fast, it, like I do the Divine Hours, the Phyllis Tickle book, yeah. and uh, I, I hit, the, I hit the, the stations better. I just do. I don't know what it is. Um, but I, I need it. I'm not, I'm not a good prayer, so... I need to go to extraordinary efforts to make any of my prayers worthwhile. So I pretty much suck at it. Uh, I, you know, I thought I was going to be the uh, Debbie Downer of this podcast, but uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, enjoy now, your food and your two microphones. Now, now I'm getting conflicted. <laughs> I'm conflicted, convicted. I wonder if I can edit that out. But uh, yeah, it must be hard not to be negative. I'm hungry. <laughs> Oh my gosh, you're killing me! I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm gonna have to try this. I'm, uh, um, as as you have mentioned, a terrible prayer as well. And I just I just got done reading a book uh, that uh, Dr. Kinlaw wrote about intercessory prayer. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, because I was like, you know, I'll always pick up tips from someone who I I find to be much further down the road of sanctification than I am. Sure, yeah. And, uh, but in the book did touch on prayer, but it was really more of a, a, just an amazing treatise on, uh, entire sanctification. It was, it was, oh yeah, it was amazing. Well, Kenlaw always says the essence of sin is self-interest. Okay. And you can't truly intercede for someone and pray for them and love them the way we're supposed to. Uh, unless our heart's been cleansed and uh, freed from self-interest, you know, which ultimately is the the doctrine of entire sanctification in the Wesleyan tradition, and right, I, right. it was just it blew me away. Wow! Yeah, yeah, that makes and, sense. Yeah, and uh, I mean that gives you something to think about while your you know, hunger pangs are killing you tomorrow. Because <laughs> I'm fasting in self-interest, I really because yeah. <laughs> I need help. Well, the, the, there you go. <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, uh, I, I read, well, at least the introduction to a, a John Piper book 
on uh, on fast. We're going from extreme to extreme here. Wesley and uh, the uh. Shiite Calvinist. Um, <laughs> but one of the best things uh, I've actually I've read more books about fasting than I've actually practiced it. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think he says something in there about, um, having this thought, you know, may, may my hunger for you be more than the hunger I feel for food right now. And, uh, I thought that was pretty insightful and yeah, I get nothing that profound. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> I, now, you, now you can remember it. It's, it. People ask me like, well, so do you hear from God and stuff like that? And I, you're like you're talking like graduate level stuff i'm just trying to do first grade i'm like i pray more (laughs) i don't know it's just uh um did the pangs trigger that i mean when you're feeling hungry is that your cue to go oh man i'm gonna pray um in the beginning but i like i don't feel hungry really that much during the day now seriously yeah and then when you start to feel hungry again richard foster's chapter on fasting out of the mm-hmm. disciplines is great um when you start to feel hungry again that's when you know you're starving okay here's a nice thing though that you're not going to hear from holy people stool softener is a pretty big deal for me otherwise it feels like i'm crapping a bowling ball it's horrible <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that monday maybe i'll mix in some fiber on monday <laughs> yeah you know what that takes up space or or beneficial, yeah. Uh, a glass of uh, Metamucil with your milk. <laughs> I, and I don't get it either because I'm I'm drinking like gallons of water a day. This, um, this is why Martin Luther had so much gastrointestinal problem in his later life because of his <laughs> absurd fasting practices. Uh, How much did he fast? I don't know much about that. Um, I, you're asking the wrong guy. Basically, all I know of Martin Luther was the, uh, R.C. Sproul book on, uh, the holiness of God, which convinced me I was damned before I started seminary (laughs) when thankfully, uh, you know, Asbury brought me to my senses and, um, but you're uh, all into like the Piper and Sproul stuff, huh? Well, I mean, I, I love guys who love the Bible. I mean, just across the board. Uh, but a lot of the guys I hung out with in college were were not the uh, Wesley Foundation students, but um, you know, primarily from the Baptist Student Union. And then, uh, <laughs> I, since it's a time of repentance and confession in Lent, uh, I spent an inordinate amount of time at the local family Christian store and the manager <laughs> there, and I would just talk and talk and talk. And he was a died in the wool Calvinist. So he, 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 he paid for them, but he would give me books from time to time, uh, you know, and, and they were almost always like RC Sproul or trying to save you. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. The only RC Sproul book I ever read was one I bought from family Christian. Yeah. Is the intro to philosophy of some sort. Yeah. I've got an apologetics book of his. I haven't, uh, on my Kindle, I haven't read yet, but you know, I'm still, man, if they're stuck in Sproul instead of Joel Osteen, I'm, you know, thumbs up. <laughs> I think that's a false dichotomy. There's a better way. <laughs> well, uh, absolutely, but uh, I'm, I, I would tend toward R.C. Sproul before I would, uh, way before I would Joel Osteen. They're not even in the same category. Well, no, I think Sproul's Christian. Oh, yeah. 
Where and he's, and he's not a so smoker. much Joel. You know, nobody uh, nobody really knows that. I, I heard him confess it on a, a, a video podcast once, but he was a smoker. I, I can kind of respect that. Osteen? No. <laughs> but oh. wouldn't that be funny? <laughs> but that explained those jacked up teeth. Yeah, no, uh, Sproul. Either that or he's British, but he doesn't sound British. No. Oh, he's got really white teeth. I've got a I've got a gif somewhere of uh, that somebody made from Michael Spencer with uh, him winking. Yeah, I think That's I posted awesome. <laughs> I think I posted it somewhere recently. Uh, but yeah, him uh, him winking. It's kind of creepy. We, we we've got a, a Netflix uh, streaming account and everything. So we watched a, a History Channel documentary tonight on the Dark Ages, and uh, which was you know. Overblown and probably not completely accurate in places. On the History Channel, no. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the hi- same History Channel that's doing a Bible program that Joel Osteen was a, right. Uh, uh, and TD Jakes, right? Yeah, I think so. I saw at least I saw that on Twitter. If it's on Twitter, it's true. So, we'll bring in all the heterodox for the History yeah, Channel. That's what we do. Exactly. Um, but. Uh, uh, in, in the middle of this, you know, they had a big section on uh, on on Saint Benedict and the founding of his um, um, monastery in Nursia, and and uh, I happened to here next to my computer have a copy of the uh, Rule of Saint Benedict. It was one of the required texts for one of my classes last uh, uh, last summer, and uh, and I was flipping through it because uh, John Halton, uh, who you know posts with us on the BHT, and yeah. And as a, a Twitter friend, he uh, he said there's a, a part in one of these chapters about um, dictating when these guys can drop a deuce. <laughs> and uh, of course, your bowling ball made me think of that, but um, I hadn't I hadn't been able to find where he. Uh... <laughs> this makes me think of the Shawshank Redemption now. Oh, well, here it is. Between Easter and the 1st of November mentioned above, the time for vigils should be adjusted so that a very short interval after vigils will give the monks opportunity to care for nature's needs. <laughs> then at daybreak, lodge should follow immediately. So, <laughs> After you do your vigils, take a break, Andy. Lodge take... should follow immediately. Yes. <laughs> Which, uh, if you could say hallelujah during Lent. Uh, Good Lord. Yeah, that would be a, a a good time to do that. <laughs> I, I actually had a friend in ministry who was uh, called over to a, a person's house several years ago. I think both the couple are now passed on. I won't mention their names anyway, but uh, 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 they called him to come over and because uh, the husband was in distress, and so he went over there to pray. And turned out his distress was him sitting on the on the can. And uh, so my buddy had to go and lay hands on this guy while he was uh, sitting there. While he was on the can. Yeah. Being unproductive. Uh, wow. But, uh, yeah. I'm not good enough. I'm not a good enough prayer for that, I guess. No. No, I'm not <laughs> either. And probably not that compassionate. Yeah, that's a great story, though. I mean, you got to go in there just for that. Yeah. That's what he was thinking, I'm sure. He had no idea. They snowballed him. Yeah, well, that, that's how it works. Yeah, just he's he's down the hall on the left. Okay. Oh, man. Do, do, do. 
<laughs> and then if you like, imagine you laying hands on, and I don't know how you open up a prayer, you know, for, for crapping. But you, let's say you get into it and you hear that plop and you knew it worked. Oh, <laughs> you, you uh, would move right into the lauds, wouldn't you? There's like 20,000 denominations of uh, Protestantism. At least I think I saw that on Twitter one day. <laughs> yeah, we each have our, there's a, a, a 20,000 little popes then, aren't there? Oh, yeah. That sounds like something Martin Luther once said. It is, isn't it? Somebody said it. Did he have Twitter? <laughs> that would have been great. <laughs> he would have had to have some sort of a PR campaign, go back and erase his tweets. <laughs> no, I think it would have just been a lot like uh, Mark Driscoll. <laughs> Except yeah. more talk about farting. Except more anti-Semitic. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> and then I think you'd have the drunken Luther tweets. Those would be kind of fun. The, they they definitely would be. And they Take his iPhone away from him. He's been, <laughs> he's been in the bar since six. And they'd all be in German, so you'd have to use Bing to translate it. And, <laughs> and it wouldn't just, quite work. Yeah, it'd just be all off. And, uh, you know, German sounds way harsher than any other language that uh, I'm aware of. Uh, there's a great... Uh, uh, little uh, like rage comic that that's got uh you know the word for butterfly in four different languages you know like english butterfly spanish mariposa um i don't remember what it was in french la papillon or something like that and then, and you know the they've got the little drawn face and they all look happy and content and then it gets down to the german and it's like this word schmetterling and uh, it just has this really angry looking face uh, trying to say it, you know, you can't even say something simple and nice like butterfly without sounding like you're about to exterminate uh, an entire race of people. Well, uh, Corky from uh, from Waiting for Guffman uh, said it sounded like barnyard animals. <laughs> Man, I've not seen that in a long time. Oh, love that movie. Yeah, I think I saw it at the Hawks for the first time. Could have been. We had that Christopher Guestathon. <laughs> Wait. I, I've, I've still never seen Spinal Tap. I shouldn't have, uh, you know, we just lost another listener. Um, <laughs> uh, we're, we're that's, down, a, that's, a good, that's a good one. It goes a little long for me, but it was pretty good. We're down from six to five. Um, best in show. I've been thinking about that one a lot more uh, lately, too, since we just got a dog three weeks ago. Yeah, what kind of dog did you get? It's a silky terrier, a little bit bigger than a Yorkie. How much do you think I can bench press? <laughs> <laughs> I've been to one of those obedience schools once. <laughs> so, I'm sorry, is silky and a Yorkie, what, how big do those things get? Uh, the silky looks like a Yorkie. It's a little bit bigger. Okay. It's like 10 or 12 pounds. It's not a very big dog, but he's uh, he's five years old. And bless him, he's he's had some accidents in the house and distressing everybody out. Uh, five. So was it a rescue sort of thing or a pound or? Yeah. Yeah. Rescue. He'd already been neutered and everything. So 
Sarah McLaughlin would be so proud of you right now. <laughs> Hi, I'm Sarah McLaughlin. Will you be an angel for a helpless animal? Every day, innocent animals are abused, beaten, and neglected, and they're crying out for help.